0: From Doc at Strange Talk with Doc, and thank you for listening. I appreciate you tuning in. We're going to talk about a lot of things today. I want to kick off today by saying a rest in peace to David Stern. He was the commissioner of the NBA for 30 years. He died at 77. He had a brain hemorrhage a couple of weeks ago, and we hadn't heard much about it, and the next thing that we heard, he had passed away. He changed the NBA. He made it a Million-dollar game from a million-dollar game to a billion-dollar game where each play is almost a brand. I'm sure those guys feel horrible. He lived a good life, I'm guessing. I did not know the man personally. But he took this game from the Stone Ages, and I mean the Stone Ages. I'm not trying to give my age away, but the NBA Finals, the Finals used to be on tape delay. Where you see these games live, there was no ESPN. There was no Fox Sports 1 or anything like that. These games were like throwaway games. Every NBA final game came on midday, Saturday and Sunday. I remember when Major League Baseball World Series, I would come home from school. And the Oakland A's was playing the New York Mets. And these were 3.30 in the afternoon games. I mean, no such thing as prime time back then. So Nick Gordon, also 30 years old, the ex-fiancé of Christina, Bobby Christina Brown, Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston's daughter, has passed away from a suspected overdose. I'm always sad to hear that young people throw their lives away due to drug use. Drug abuse, really. I'm not against anybody getting high. If that's your thing, that's your thing. If you want to smoke weed, you want to drink, you want to use a little bit of drugs, that's fine. But when it becomes your entire existence where you have no more control over what you do and how you do anything, you become a sad sack. And things like this happen. 30 years old is way too young to be buried. Way, way too young. I feel bad for Mr. Gordon's family. I hope that they had tried their very best and they're not left with any guilt that they did not exhaust every Avenue that they could take to save this young man's life. It had been a hell of a life since he'd been involved with Bobby Christina. He spent the last few years of his life in the public eye, which can be easy for any young person. There are a lot of people who come at you positively and a lot of people are going to come at you in a very negative light. I was lucky enough for uh Christmas slash my birthday and happy birthday to me doc to get a Fitbit Versa two. I actually love the Fitbit Versa two. I'm going to give it high praise. It's lightweight. It looks pretty good. I went out and brought some extra bands so I didn't have to be stuck with that black, uh, rubbery looking band which is not the worst it fits i have an all solid black i made sure i had a black background i did not want that rose gold i don't think it looks too masculine but the thing keeps good time it gives me heart rate it keeps track of my sleep it lets me know how much i've walked it lets me know how much water i've drank all day because i keep up with it i can log my daily weight in there so you know what it usually runs for 200 and something dollars or around $200. I got it for 129 That was a hell of a bargain. So I appreciate it. And I, I hope that Fitbit and on top of it, I have over like two or 300 songs loaded on. So I use my Bluetooth headphones and it's like having it. I don't have to wear my battery out on my phone to listen to music while I do whatever I'm doing during the course of the day or when I'm preparing this show. And by the way, this is Strange Talk with Doc. And once again, I'm your host, Doc. I'm here every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is not a show where I preach to you, where I try to teach you anything. I'm not going to try to open up your third eye. I'm just going to talk about some subject matters that I found interesting in the world today. Sports, news, television. If I listen to a new song, if I watched or read a new book. I will discuss these things. So we had a Kansas City police officer. He's 23 years old, and it's fucking imbecile, he writes, fucking pig on his own coffee cup. So naturally, the police investigate. They get somebody fired at this coffee shop, come to find out he set it up so that he can get some kind of sympathy, uh, saying that people hate cops. You know, don't ever be the boy or girl who cries. wolf. there's enough people who will do shit to you that you don't have to pretend. And if you're lucky enough that nobody is fucking with you, then don't act like somebody's fucking with you. Let it go. I mean, this was just foolish. He's 23. This is on his record. It makes zero sense to do something this stupid. I mean, and his age is not an excuse. 23, you are an adult. You're old enough to drink. You're old enough to drive. You're old enough to vote. You're old enough to die in a war. He passed the police academy. He took an oath to protect and to serve. And so you have to put into his judge What kind of other bad judgments has he made while he has been on the force? If he is stupid enough to write fucking pig on his own coffee cup and then complain because the management only offered him a free lunch. He was actually looking for some kind of payday, some kind of sympathy. He was looking for something that he could not obtain, and now it cost him a lot to do with his future going on. We had a shooting last Sunday at the West Freeway Church. And uh, the shooter was this man Anton, no, 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 I'm sorry. The shooter was a Keith Thomas Canino. He was 43 years old. He was taken down by a former FBI agent named Jack Wilson. And I tip my hat to you, Mr. Jack Wilson, 70-year-old retired FBI agent who shot and killed Keith. Keith, cost the lives of anton tony wallace 64 and richard white 67 they were just in church minding their fucking business going about their lives praising their god and a lunatic comes in and decides that he wants to snuff people out and if jack wilson wasn't there and if jack wilson wasn't there and armed We don't know how many more people in this church, West Freeman Church, would have lost their lives. I'm glad that he stepped up. I'm glad that he was properly trained. I'm glad that he handled the situation. And that brings us to gun laws. There are people who are trying to get it to be legal to carry guns in churches. We are at the point in time in this country where we need armed guards at schools. We need armed guards at pools. We need armed guards at restaurants. We need armed guards at churches. Churches are not even sanctuaries away from madmen. It's a sad day. It's a sad time. And there's no reverse in the cycle. It is what it is. We are where we are. It's no going back, people. Do not fantasize about another time, another date where we get to reverse this. This is not a car. The shit is moving forward. There is no rearview mirror. The rearview mirror is another day, another time, a different type of people who are no longer basically on this planet. We had 34 cadets and three staff members at a West Virginia Corrections Academy including their instructor who likened himself to Hitler, were all fired because they gave a Nazi salute and I guess their graduation photo. What the fuck ever happened to people who free think, who say, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong. And just because everybody else is doing it, I'm not going to follow suit. This shit don't sit right with my soul. It don't feel right to my brain. I know it's the wrong thing to do. I am not touching this situation. No way in the fuck am I sitting there doing a Nazi salute. First of all, I'm not saying be a rat. This picture is going to get out there. You just have to remove yourself. Say, so you know what? I do not want to be in this picture. I want, want nothing to do with this. I don't give a fuck if you think it's a joke. It's not a joke. You know, because in New York City, where really Giuliani is blaming uh, de Blasio, For the recent rise in violent anti-Semitic attacks, including the Hanukkah stabbing, you know, that de Blasio stood by and let this spread like a cancer. There have now been 14 anti-Semitic attacks in New York City over the last month alone. I don't know what's going on with people in New York. I don't know why they bugging the fuck out. Those are human beings. So what? They might look different. They might not vibe with you. They might not interact with you on a daily basis, but you can leave and let alone. You, why, why the violence? I, don't, I mean, I don't understand where the groundswell of violence has come from in here. Why would people attack this particular group of people? It's not like the Jewish communities out there doing madness to the world. I don't understand it, it's uh, above my pay grade because if I had an answer, I would give it to the masses. We had this Preston McGraw and Alexandra Oliver, they were graduates of the Mobile Alabama Police Academy and now they're on the force and they made what they called a homeless quilt out of cardboard signs that they confiscated from people begging for change you know you know these signs that homeless have will work for money hung, hungry things of that nature whatever happened to humanity to make fun of those who are the most down and out makes zero sense to me these are people who can't even for the most part see you making fun of them Because where's their internet? Where's their cell phone? Where's their Instagram? Where's their Facebook that they're going to actually view this? So why make yourself look like a villain by making fun of those who have nothing? I mean, you know, to be homeless is hurting, man. To not know where your next meal comes from hurts. To not know where you're going to lay your head safely hurts to not have changes of clothing, underwear, toothbrush. I mean, the fucking basic necessities of life. Those are not people to be ridiculed and made fun of. If you're not going to fucking lend a hand to help pick them up, then you don't fucking use your foot to keep them down. So we have Kim Cotton, John Yoo. He's telling us that unless Trump stops acting like a gangster, He's got something for our ass. So we are constantly being threatened by other countries due to Trump. Trump's a real fucking, um, he's a blight on this world. I say this over and over on this show. And I hate to repeat myself so many times, but it is the truth. We had to uh, send out the 82 Airborne Division over to Iraq because they stormed our, uh, they stormed our uh, complex and started fires, and they burnt it down. And now we got 4,000 additional troops going over there. The U.S. Embassy, I'm sorry, we killed one of their supreme leaders, uh, the top general, and their Ayatollah tells us basically that they're going to have a worldwide resistance against all Americans, and we need to get the fuck out of the Middle East. And if there's any American who are still sitting over in the Middle East protecting a business or worried about some kind of financial standings, and they get themselves in trouble when Trump has opened a can of worms. Sure, am I glad an evil man is off the planet, somebody who hates us immensely? Sure I am. But this is also the type of thing that's going to rile up cells nationwide, worldwide, And I am glad that this killing of this general happened post New Year's Eve, as opposed to pre-New Year's Eve, where you would have had thousands upon thousands and millions upon millions of people all across the country in downtown areas as targets. Because here's the thing, the senators, the congressmen, the president, the vice president, This is not something that's going to affect them directly. This is going to affect... This is going to affect the general public. This is going to affect mom and pop going to a market. This is going to affect uh, people with shopping centers, malls, games. It's never... The A-listers, it's never the 1% that's affected. But it's the 99 who get affected by things of this nature. And it's a sad situation, and I really hate it, but it's reality. We live in a time where terrorism is more norm than abnormal, and it can break out at any point, and it doesn't have to be somebody that you would stereotypically think looks a certain way would be the one. Perpetrating the crime, it could be somebody who you would just a sympathizer. And you know, he's not Trump's not the right one to do any kind of um negotiating, he's not the right one to be sitting across a table and using diplomacy because he lacks the skills, he lacks the verbiage, he lacks the class, the decency. He lacks the trust from other world leaders that he will do what he say and he says what he means. So I'm wishing us, I'm wishing this country, I'm wishing this world the very best against something like this. Because uh, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you and say that they're all about peace and love. This particular kind of Muslim who wants a jihad, they want a jihad. So that leaves us in a position where, you know, what do we do? And when, do, when does this country say, you know what, I'm going to allow the citizens of this country to fully arm themselves so that they, when they're in positions where things are jumping off, if they're trained on how to use weapons, that they will be allowed to not only carry but use their weapons to protect themselves, their loved ones, and things of that nature, you know, so we got this fucking idiot over in Hamilton, Ontario, and, you know, I had made a beg and a plea last year for crazy Becky to cut her bullshit out, but it looks like we can't even kick off the New Year's without one of these ladies, Patricia Zamet, like I said, of Hamilton, Ontario, she's verbally abusing a Chinese woman At a fucking outlet center at Niagara. Oh, my goodness. At a mall. And you know what? She's screaming and hollering at this woman. And she wound up getting herself arrested for assault and othering threats. And it was unnecessary and uncalled for. Niagara. I'm sorry. My brain just froze on me. I couldn't come up and say that word. Shame on you, doc. It's not like I'm drunk. I'm not drunk. It's 9, 14 and a.m. And I don't drink. So sometimes we just have brain farts. There's some firemen in Detroit and they investigated. They posed for a picture in front of a burning home. The home eventually burnt to the ground. And now I'm going to get a little personal here. When I was young, I was in the sixth grade, I believe. My family's home burnt to the ground. I am talking nothing was left. It became a lot. There is nothing funny about that. There is nothing to post. Pictures in front of in a situation like that, you might be fine standing on the outside. You're trained to maybe there's no human beings inside, so you don't have to go in and save anybody. So that's a blessing so you fight the fire because you don't know what you might save that belongs to the people that are inside as a child I lost everything all my baby pictures all my mementos things that my family had had for years all gone in a flash of an eye because this fire destroyed everything I would love to have a baby picture of myself but I don't I don't have too many pictures of me and my brother as little kids because they were all burnt out. And like I said, by this time, I was in the fifth or sixth grade, which meant that he was in the third or fourth grade. So there's nothing funny about a fire. It's not a time. You know, everything is not built for a selfie. Every time and every situation shouldn't be. Let's take a picture and post it somewhere. Look at us. Why are we such a look at us society? Now, this is coming from a person that's doing a podcast, but I don't do this podcast because it's about look at me. I do this podcast to lend my voice to the world, to say that I have an opinion about certain things that are going on and to be totally silent about it is to be is is worse than saying too much. I'm not trying to uh, say, look at me. I don't even have a video of myself attached to this. I could quite easily click on video and go live on YouTube, but I choose not to. We have a woman in Houston, Texas. She was a nurse, 61-year-old, Philippa Ashford. She was killed on New Year's Eve due to celebratory gunfire. Don't people realize that when you shoot the gun in the air, the bullet has to eventually land somewhere? It doesn't disappear into the atmosphere and dissolve. It lands somewhere. Now, I'm from bed Brooklyn. New Year's Eve, 4th of July, was known for guys taking their pistols, going to rooftops, and bucking off. So this is not an uncommon thing. Now, this is Houston, Texas, where guns are dime a dozen. I'm sure you probably get a baker's dozen uh, for guns. For Don, but uh, this is a senseless loss of life. This is a woman who helped save life. She's a nurse, and I so I say rest in peace to Miss Ashford, and I say rest in peace and peace be with the Ashford family for this senseless loss of life. Just wanting to watch some fireworks and to be struck by a bullet because once again, what goes up must come down. I don't understand why people do not understand. This is a basic, one of the basic laws that you learn very early in life. You learn that with one plus one equals two and your ABC, what goes up must come down. It does not stay up, you know? So Pentagon officials, they told Trump that day directly freeze the, the military funds to uh Ukraine was unlawful and he still went about it. So let's see. And emails have been uh emails have come out proving this point. Let's see where we go with this impeachment process, which seems to have stalled. Everybody wanted to have a Christmas, a Hanukkah, and a new year. I mean, and so they it's like uh a TV show. They go on hiatus. So they should be back off hiatus, at least by Monday, and hopefully we can move forward with this process. So, Surviving R. Kelly 2, The Reckoning, has come out. I have not started watching it yet, but will I watch it? Yeah, I'm a lunatic, so no good reason I'll watch The Saga of R. Kelly, because I just want to see where this ends up why people who didn't speak on the first decide to speak on the second. And besides, like I said, everything's on hiatus for the most part on television. I ha- I do have a documentary I recommend for you. It is called Catching Hell, The City of Angels. It's about Los Angeles. It's about gang violence and gang culture in a particular neighborhood of Watts. You learn a lot about the homeless there. It's very fast paced. It's entertaining. It's not over the top. They don't glamorize or anything like that. I think Russell Simmons, people were behind the production of this. Uh, The fact that a lot of people have been to LA and do not even understand the concept or have seen the devastation of Skid Row is uh, beyond my thought pattern. I don't understand how everybody thinks that it's just beautiful and palm trees and lovely and Hollywood and stars on the ground there's a lot of devastation going on 2 feet away from downtown LA uh, I wouldn't recommend you drive through there at night but if you're in a car and you're in LA and you've never seen anything like this this is mind blowing just take a couple of minutes and drive through Skid Row don't stop keep your fucking car moving but View this. You need to see this. You see how real it is. Because if you get a chance to help anybody who is down and out, people, anybody who asks you for anything that you can afford to give, give, donate. All those extra things that you have that you don't need anymore, your trash is someone's treasure. Those coats you don't wear, those sneakers, those shoes, those shirts, somebody needs that stuff, man. It's not that they want it. Don't feel like they're taking advantage of you or getting over on you. You do your soul a blessing by giving to others. So give what you can, only what you can afford, not where it makes you bleed, but what you can afford, please give to somebody else. Now, this is kind of funny to me. I started watching Family Matters. I'd never seen Family Matters during this first run. First of all, I was at an age where I was out and about all the time. I was very rarely home. I didn't see any fucking TV in the early part of the uh, late part of the 80s and early 90s. Most shows that you are aware of, I'd never even seen because I just was busy. I was girl crazy. I had work. That's just my life at the time. But uh, you know what? Even with the Steve Urkel character... And at first, I was too ashamed to even mention it on the show. But the show was funny. The show was good. It's a loving family. I have no problem with the Winslows. I have no problem with Steve Urkel. I like the fact that maybe the show is a little preachy, but television can be preachy. It's a very good show. So I'm I'm all with it. And if you never really got into it, it's a show worth seeing because it's also a love story of a little boy falls in love with a little girl and you watch it develop and it's done innocently. It's not done with any gratuitousness. It's not done in a nasty way. Uh, There are good lessons, like I said. And if I had a young child, I would sit them down and, and let them get into this. This would distract them for a little while, maybe get them off the video games or whatever. So more than 200 Republicans in Congress want The Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. There was a time where we thought Roe versus Wade was locked in concrete. It was in stone. That was that. But because Trump has put so many fucking conservative judges on the bench and he's trying to flood the Supreme Court with conservative judges, They want to revisit Roe versus Wade. They want to even actually make it where state to state can rule on this. I'm all for women having the right to give birth and the right to terminate their birth because mistakes happen. Uh, Incest happens. Rape happens. And no woman should be forced to raise a child if she does not feel she's in the right position to have said child just because she had sex. Now, do I believe that there should be some form of men's rights? Yes, I have talked about this on Strange Talk with Doc. Do I believe that men should be uh, exonerated because he also might have made a mistake somewhere down the line and he wants to be relieved of his duties And if she decides to move on with the child, that he should not have any uh, parental responsibilities. Yes, because a man can be taken to court where he could be given little or no time at all with the child other than the financial agreements that are made in the courts. So, you know what? I mean, that's a touchy subject. And some people are pissed off my view on that. And if if you are pissed off and you think that I'm off base, just holler at me. I'm, I'm free to hear you. I will listen to you. You can call in. We could debate this. We could talk about this. You could, like I said, or you could just send me a message and tell me, go fuck myself. That's on you. But I believe wholeheartedly that a woman's body, woman's right to choose. I don't believe that we do anything to help these 13, 14, 15, 25-year-olds when they are with child Financially, Uh, we don't help them mentally. If some woman has postpartum stress disorder, we don't do anything to make it better for her. We cannot sit back and just say, okay, you got pregnant, fuck you, have the baby. Now raise this baby for 20, 25 years. That's on you. You know, women are just like men. They want to go out and have fun. They want to have sex. And sometimes they make a mistake. Condoms break. She didn't take a pill, blah, blah, blah. And shit happens. Now, I don't want to talk about a little bit of sports. And I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm going to let you go and enjoy your day. And I hope that you have a beautiful day. And I'm only going to, I decided that when when it comes to basketball, I want to break it down to just the games of the week. I don't want to talk about a shitload of games. But these are what I would consider the highlight games of the week. There are no highlight games Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. Wednesday, we got the Nuggets are playing Luka Donage and the Mavs in Dallas. Uh, Any chance that you get to see Luka, I think you should. If you haven't seen him yet, he's spectacular. Thursday, we got the Celtics versus the 76ers in Philadelphia. Now, you know that's a, a marquee matchup because you got Embiid, you got Walker, you got the Celtics and Philly. This is a rivalry that goes back to um, since the 76ers basically joined the NBA in the late 80s or mid early 80s. Then Friday, we've got the Lakers are playing the Mavs. So you got LeBron, AD going up against Luka Donage and Kristoff, uh, So that should be an interesting game. And those are the three what I would call marquee games of the week. First of all, to be a marquee game, you can't be a sub-500 team, and it can't be, you know, it can't just be because I love my Spurs, I'm going to put them in a game of the week. Until they are above 500, they're not even going to be mentioned in a game of the week. We might get a Zion Williams sighting. We might not get a Zion Williams sighting. I don't know. It seems like he started practicing again, but we don't know what his health is. We don't know what his... um, conditioning is at this present point in time but we will find out this is one of those rare ones we got saturday and sunday playoff football people saturday and sunday playoff football so you know what's on my agenda for today i am definitely watching me some nfl first we got the bills versus the texans they're in texas i do not really know man this is a uh, funny one for me I like Deshaun Watson. I mean, yeah, Deshaun Watson and his crew of receivers. I like those receivers a lot. But I like the Bills' defense and their running game. But I have to go with the Texans at home. I mean, they got Hopkins. They got Stills. They got Fella. So I'm going in that direction. We got the Titans are going into New England to pay the Patriots tonight. Now, I am actually going to go with the underdog, and I'm taking Tennessee. I just like the way that this team is cut. I like the way, I can't even believe this, Tannehill has been playing. I do not like the way the New England Patriots offense has been looking. I think their offense has really been lacking. Uh, Sony Michaud running is not up to standards. Julian Edelman is. Seemed like he's been dinged up. There's no real tight end threat. They're not getting the ball to Sanu. And besides the Titans have Henry who can run and the Pats give up a lot of rushing yards. And it's not really so much the first and second quarter. It's Henry starts weighing you down with that huge body in the third and fourth quarter where you no longer want to tackle this big beast. Now tomorrow... Or your NFC games. We got the Vikings. They're going into New Orleans to play the Saints. It is tough to beat the Saints in New Orleans. With that crowd indoors, so the weather conditions are perfect for Breeze. He can throw the ball. You don't have to worry about wind. Michael Thomas cannot be stopped. Kamara, I expect them to use him a lot. I expect a great game out of these two teams. Kirk Cousins has not came through in a big game, a Monday game, a Thursday game, or any kind of spotlight game as of yet. He got Darwin Cook. You know, uh, I, I don't know what Thielen is doing. So I expect the Saints to hold serve and actually win this game at home. Then you got the Seahawks going into Philadelphia to play the Eagles. I do not believe in the Eagles. They have no wide receivers whatsoever. I believe that if the Seahawks can slow their running game down, then the Seahawks should be able to win this game pretty handily because all the Eagles have is a running game. They have these crew of no-name runners. They have a horrible defensive backfield. They have a pretty good defensive uh, line. But Russell Simmons, I mean Russell Wilson, is a game changer, and he is the only game changer in this game, so i got to pick the Seahawks to win this game. Now, this has been Doc, and this is Strange Talk with Doc, and it's been my pleasure having you with me once again. Like I said, I'm here every Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could just look me up on Strange Talk with Doc. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. You can holler at me. You can give me a suggestion. You can tell me if you want to come on and debate a subject. You can correct me about something that you felt I was dead wrong about. I'm open to suggestions, and I would love to hear from you. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.